presence of God's people. And we need a touch from God tonight. Amen. But first, we're going to try to touch God. We're going to just jump right into praise and worship. We're going to praise Him. And, you know, we, we need to praise Him with such an intensity that it moves God. Amen. You know, we, we know that our prayers tend to move God. They move the hand of God. We want to praise Him to the point that it moves the hand of God. Amen. And because when you move the hand of God, things begin to happen. Amen. And that's what we need. We need God to move. We need God to touch each and every one of our hearts, our lives. We need God to touch this nation. Uh, we need just we just need Amen. God. Yeah. In, in every possible way that we can get God, we need Him. Amen. So <clears throat> let's pray, and then we'll move right into praise and worship. Lord God, we thank you for all your blessings. Lord, we just ask that you just minister to each and every one of us here tonight, Lord God. We're here to, to praise you. We're here to love you. We're here to offer you a sacrifice of praise, Lord. And we just ask that you just accept this praise, Lord God, and that you just shower your love and your grace and your mercy down on us here tonight, Lord God. Those that are not here, Lord God, they also need a touch from you. We just need you to pour your love out. Pour, pour out on them. Pour out on us, Lord God. Let your Holy Spirit move freely throughout this building tonight, Lord God, and just touch hearts and touch lives. And we just ask that you, again, accept our sacrifice of praise to you. And yes. thank you for this chance to be here and do that. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 This is the word of God. This, this is, is the word of God. God. I will walk in it. I will walk in it. I'll abide by it. I'll abide by it. I'll adhere to it. I will adhere to it. And I'll stand upon it. I'll stand upon it. For it is my strength. For it is my strength. It is my power. It is my power. And it is my life. It is my life. In Jesus' name. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you. We're just plain old country folks. Like I said, I didn't disclose this. I know the country folks. I know the class. We're gonna we're gonna talk tonight about operating in the spirit or in the, operating under the influence. <laughs> Glory to God. The church is furnished and equipped with a wonderful ability through the Holy Spirit to minister on earth to uh, the Holy Spirit fills so many capacities that uh, we can't keep up with it all now he's known as comforter, spirit of truth uh, many many things that we know the Holy Spirit does mm -hmm. but there's, there's a passage in the book of Romans that I want to dissect tonight it's kind of a mysterious one and it's found over in the 8th chapter. Matter of fact, we were just above it not too long ago when we were talking about hope that seen isn't hope. And we'll get to that in just a minute. But 8th chapter of Romans, we're just going to discuss for a little while, <coughs> enter into some, some territory that, you know, th there's a considerable amount of people who never, never go here. They never uh, enter into the, the spiritual realm of things. And the Bible plainly, very plainly, in multiple places, leads us there and really invites us into this area of the Holy Spirit that 
gives us energy and ability and power and really things that we don't even understand. Uh, and, and I don't know, that, I just come up with that operating under the influence. And uh, that kind of sounds like a legal term. Uh, a lot of people have been arrested for driving under the influence. Uh, you ever been arrested for operating under the influence in the Holy Spirit? I, I kind of, in a way, I thank God arrest us. Oh, sure. And we do. Good way to put it. When you get under the influence of the Holy Spirit, then you, you're in the capacity of God. You're in custody of God. <laughs> I can talk about this because I know about it. Custody and influence and all this stuff. But uh, there's there's no greater thing than, than enjoying the help of God, the presence of God, the uh, encouragement of God. I could go on and say many things, but let me just ask right here tonight, what? Influence, descriptive terms of influence the Holy Spirit has had on you. I mean, just kind of throw some descriptive terms out there. Let's get started this way tonight. Somebody. Descriptive terms and how, like, like. What, 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 knowing that the Spirit of God is, is evident in your life, what terms have you found within that influence, basically? No, I mentioned once in for prayer up here, but it was something he spoke to me while I was up here in the morning praying, and he pretty much said I wanted he wanted me to be a catalyst. And I was like catalyst. I was like, what's that mean? So I had to go look up catalyst and what it meant. And, and he said catalyst. If y'all can't hear him, that's what he's talking. Yeah, about. sorry. Lord, let just give him a word. Okay, go ahead. Just to to be a catalyst. And I mean a catalyst here, a catalyst at work, a catalyst at home. I'm to be a catalyst wherever it is I go. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, but that, at first it's like, that sounds easy. No, it, it's not going to be easy, but that's okay. That's just something he spoke to me. It's one of the many things he's challenged me with. And it seems like they pile up anymore, but, but yeah. Okay, so he influences us to be an influence. Yes. Catalyst is basically an influence, but usually if, if you're talking in scientific terms, a catalyst creates a bigger reaction. Or an encourager. It's the instigator. It's the thing that gets it moving. Very good. Is that not what we're supposed to be? Amen. Uh, not, you know, we don't try to create something of a, with and of ourselves, of course. I mean, we've probably, some of us here have seen all kinds of things. But when it's genuine with the Holy Spirit uh, and His influence, then who does He use on earth to be that catalyst, to be that influence of His influence? Us, of course, Amen. right? Us. Amen. So, in what ways does he do that? I mean, the Bible tells us we got nine gifts of the Spirit. We got many other gifts of the Spirit that uh, stem off of those. So, we could talk about a lot of things. Now, I'm going to get to the Scripture here in a minute, but let's go ahead with some with some identifiers and some terms. You individually, how how has the Holy Spirit influenced you? What areas? What specifics? Even uh, somebody else. Boldness. <laughs> Is it a different boldness than just kind of worldly boldness? It, it is a different boldness. I, I've never, you know, never been a shy person, I guess you could say. But when the Holy Spirit begins to move on you, it's it's an empowered boldness. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it is different. Um, you know, and, and when it comes time to testify or witness to somebody, you can feel it. I mean, you can feel the, the Holy Spirit, just your heart starts racing and whatever. But, you know, it, it is different. And just the worldly boldness. There's a lot of bold people out there in this world, you know. And if you're not careful, boldness can turn into arrogance. 
Right. And if, if you're really and truly being led by God, that will happen. Amen. Yeah. Call it holy boldness. Yeah. Holy boldness. It's uh, it's got to stay right. <laughs> yeah. To be a, a proper influence. Good. Yeah. I just wanted to add the one thing. Usually with me, I don't know with everybody else, but if the Holy Spirit speaks something to me, I hear it. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. But <clears> later <throat> that day, I listened to a message and the lady used the word catalyst in it. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. fine. So usually there's always confirmation behind confirmation, stuff. You'll good. hear it somewhere else, whether it be in a commercial, whether it be in another word you listen to and you hear echoes of it from another church. And it's like, wow. And it's like, okay, all right, I'm, I got the picture. So Yeah. Well, how many of you, is, as far as that particular, that's happened to? Confirmation, I'm talking about confirmation. You know, and I think we're all kind of that way. We're, kind of, you know, we're led of the Spirit. Sometimes we still wonder. You ever do that? Oh yeah. And then He will confirm it. That's, yeah, absolutely. He's, by definition, to me, He's influenced me in the way of truth. Good. He's been true. He's been the the truth revealer to me throughout my life. I, he's. We can count so many different things that the Holy Spirit has led us into in our life. But, you know, for me, it's always been about truth. And a lot of those truths, they're not easy to look at. And I know this because of the different phases and the different times in my life when he began to deal with me and reveal his word to me. And it just devastated me, the things that he would show me. But they were absolutely true. And I found out that's, that's where the scripture comes to pass, that when we know the truth and it sets us free. And we get it, but it, it, it comes from the one who reveals the truth. And I have found him to be my, he's always our companion, but he's be my companion in that. And that, in turn, I fell in love with truth. And so when you fall in love with truth, you're, you, you, want, you want justice, you want what's right, you want righteousness. I'm just a person, I make mistakes, and, and nobody's perfect. But the Holy Spirit showed me that, that the greatest freedoms are in truth. Amen. Amen. It's good. Excellent. Yep. Um, I would say joy. I don't know if I'm the only one, but uh, I mean, sometimes when you get up in the morning, you know, you're reading, reading the word early in the morning. I've, I've got a revelation and just been filled with joy or just catch something, you know, and just be like, man, just be filled with joy. I've, I've done that. Just listen to a worship, praise and worship there and work and be kind of down out and get, you know, so I definitely think he influenced with joy for sure. Joy unspeakable, full yeah, of joy, unstoppable yeah. yeah. joy. And, and, and people see that different kind of yeah. joy too. It's a different kind of joy. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I've related this before, not only about particular joy, but different things. There's really, it's almost indescribable. Yeah. The Holy Spirit joy, the Holy Spirit, whatever things you mean, it, it's kind of, we don't have any real good terms to, to uh, try to define them. And uh, I think that's good in a way. Because yeah, if we could too. figure it all out, but, you know, <clears throat> description on it, well, it probably wouldn't be as mysterious. Right. And the Holy Spirit is mysterious. You know, yes. I'll get to you in just a second. Uh, yeah. And I think I mentioned yes. this a while back, but when Jesus <clears throat> was speaking to Nicodemus, he said, the, the wind bloweth where it listeth, so is the way of the Spirit, basically. Yeah. Mysterious. And goes where he wants to go. And, and um, it's... To me, it's 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 more than a privilege or a blessing when we come into a church service, and you just sense the Holy Spirit's presence, 
and just that he's in accompanying, right. but he's in our midst yep. and bringing with him all the uh, blessings that God wants to bestow upon him. So, Amen. Okay, okay, go ahead. Victory in Jesus. Victory. He's helped me through so many places in my life through the victory. I found victory in, in all sorts of things in him. The uh, we hear that word a lot, but when you know God, uh, the, the word God's word says we're, we're more than conquerors, Amen. Mm -hmm. so we're victorious uh, through Him. Is the only way we can be have the victory that that the Holy Spirit brings us, and uh, that may be through personal experiences or. You know, whole church may get the victory. How many times have you heard, we got the victory? Yeah. We got the victory. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, what's victory? Don't tell me, show me. We won, right? Yeah. Victory means you have won. Have we won? Yes. We've won. Why have we won? Look right over there. Right over there at the cross. We've won. Victory in Jesus. I know deliverance is one that came to mind too, but I think that one of the, the things I, I covet the most of the Holy Spirit, he's like my best friend. I mean, he's always there. Yeah. When I was young in Christ and I was a teenager, like her age, and still doing stuff I shouldn't have been doing, he was still there honoring it and talking to me, trying to get me through it, even though I was choosing bad choices. He was still there when I would talk to God. I could hear, you know, it was not an audible voice, but I could pretty much get those communications kind of back and forth. And it's, it's just like a best friend that, that never leaves you. He's always there. He, yeah. And, and if you get angry at work, he's like, dude, calm down. And he knows how, exactly how to talk to you perfectly. So to say it on <laughs> yeah, terms, and like he'll even use like Star Wars references and stupid stuff like that. And I wonder sometimes, I'm like, it's like the stuff you got in your head that I have to talk to you about and get you to understand it. The way I got to do it is like, just, I wonder if it boggles his brain sometimes. But he's so personal and just, just intimate with you and, and just... He just wants to talk to you just like God. He's like, dude, I'm right here. He's with you the whole time. Mm -hmm. And he wants to everything from going to the store to going to work to here at church. He wants to be a part of it and be active in every aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. And he's just always there. It, it's just up to us if we want to allow him into our lives. That's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Ever convicted? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's the agent of conviction. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, that's something, you know, kind of aside, not really aside from what we're talking about, but it's part of it. Uh, when we're here in the service, you know, people come in, we don't know anything really about a lot of them, visitors. We'd be in the prayer of conviction. If they need to convict us, Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit brings conviction. That's what brings people to decisions. Yeah. So he's the agent of that. And when yes. we encourage that through prayer, uh, he's sure to perform it. Anybody? Well, because that's what I was going to say was conviction, but I was thinking, man, in the last 18 years, I don't, other than the last couple years, the last couple years I really have been praying for for the Holy Spirit to convict me. And But I mean, before that, I'm like, no, uh-uh, because I'm not, I wasn't ready for that, because if someone of the world would convict me, I'd be like, but really, when I opened up and I asked God to convict me and show me where my my weaknesses were, then I feel like I've grown like mm -hmm. tremendously, mm -hmm. and and I've you know I've 
told my mom, I said, I've never been obedient in my life. <laughs> you know? But you know what? God changes. Mm-hmm. God changes. I'm a new creation. Yes. And because of obedience and because of conviction, I know that, that I mean, I know where he's leading me. That's right. straight to him. Because mm-hmm. I'm growing in the light. Yeah. <laughs> That's the direction. Yeah. All right. We're going to get this one. one. Yeah, I'm, go ahead. I want to say the power. That we're talking about. I mean, mm-hmm. we just sing about the power of the blood, and mm-hmm. Bert Trick's got a song, you know, about there's, you know, we got the power in the name of Jesus, so mm-hmm. it definitely has power. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. does. Amen. Uh, more ways than one. More ways than one. Yeah. Agreed. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else before we get into the scripture here? Okay. Let's go there. Eight chapter of Romans. Start with, uh, I guess, verse 24. This is what I was talking about earlier that we were just here not long ago. It says, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Now, very next thing, likewise. In the same way, likewise. The Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Amen. Yeah. Good. The Spirit. Okay, let's just go back here and start. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit in the opening here. Same Holy Spirit. Here, the words used helpeth our infirmities. If you catch something there, it doesn't say He takes all of our infirmities and takes care of it. Does yeah, it? Man. Right. It says He helpeth. Mm-hmm. So, who's on the other end of this thing? We are. The biblical kind of term or meaning here is two are assisting lifting a load. One's on one end, one's on the other. So kind of what I see here is don't throw everything on the Holy Spirit to do it for you because he has brought what we need and helps us and assists us in doing whatever the particular thing at hand might be, whether it's a spiritual gift or ministry or witness whatever it is he's there said he helped he helpeth the spirit helpeth our what infirmities what's infirmities weaknesses weaknesses so let's discuss that just a little bit go ahead you got your hand up uh, i believe at one point the holy spirit was referred to as our helper mm-hmm. yeah he yeah that's where victory ends us a helper uh well anybody here the holy spirit's helped Amen. Amen. Even your infirmities? Yeah. Your weaknesses? That that's our roughest challenge, isn't our weaknesses? Yeah. Um, you know, we've all got them. And it, a lot and this all has to do with allowance. I mean, he's not going to come in here and force his way in the door or kick the door down to get to help you. <coughs> we have to be open and, and, and willing for his aid and assistance and help and encouragement and everything else that he brings. So as the scripture says. Uh, him helping our weaknesses continuing said we know not what we should pray for as we ought you ever need to pray for something you just don't know how to pray for it Amen. you can't find the words uh, you know we're I think we're all here human and humans have a lot of problems trying to really even look within themselves and, and somebody here a minute ago said something about this Looking within ourselves and looking at our faults is one of the hardest things you'll ever try to do. Is 
is to admit to yourself that you're, you've got a problem. Right? Or am I the only one that way? Sure. Um, we don't know how to pray for a lot of things. But He, the Holy Spirit, will help us uh, as we pray. And, and now we're getting into a little different territory because there's different ways that this even comes about. Sometimes He'll give you the right thought. You said that a little bit. The right thought to say. Sometimes it, it may be speaking in tongues. Uh, help with knowing. And who knows? Well, we'll see it here in a minute. He knows the will of God, right? He knows the ways of God. So how's he going to pray? Because a lot of times we try to pray through our weakness and we get things all messed up because of our weakness. And we can't pray properly. We can't pray effectively. Guess who kicks in if we allow him to? Because he knows. He knows. Well, let's read it. We're going to see right here. Let me finish reading. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. Right. So he can search our hearts and know what we are, what we're made up of. And now we got this connection. He knows the mind of God. Jesus knows what's going on because he's interceding for us. So we got the, the Trinity, the three of the Trinity, who is aware of everything about us. But the Holy Spirit does the helping and the encouraging and the uh, word groanings with groaning. What's a groaning that can't be uttered? One, what else? I think we talked about this quite a while back. The groanings. It says which cannot be uttered. Uh -huh. You ever get to a place where you can't even talk? You all you do is groan? Uh -huh. I mean, I'm talking prayer. And, but still yet, you think, well, that's not getting me anywhere. Well, yes, it is because the Holy Spirit's taking over here. He's making that intercession to God who knows the intent of your heart and everything in your heart, knows your weaknesses, knows everything, knows what you what you need, knows what it is that, that he can bless you with or give you that's going to encourage others. I mean, this could go on and on and on. It, it extends out like a rock in a pond. It just reciprocates uh, how the Holy Spirit works. So... Uh, stopping right there we'll discussion <clears throat> oftentimes too when and I want to refer back to something that Sean had said because I think he makes a good point and that the Holy Spirit is our he's our friend and he's the hand of God here on this on this earth so you know we've, we've used this example before if you have if you feel chill bumps how many of you have got you know you feel the chill bumps and we say well, the Holy Spirit's or say we say God's here God's in the house it's the Holy Spirit. That's who it is. By I mean, by definition, that's who that is. If there's a miracle performed, the Holy Spirit's on in the middle of it. If, if tongues takes place, Holy Spirit's in the middle of it. He is in the middle of everything that functions within the Christian life. So, Sean was talking about him being our best friend, and you know when he starts talking about infirmities, when you start talking about infirmities, you're talking about intimate stuff. I'm not just talking about a, a hobble. Right. When we start talking about infirmities. There are things that you deal with that you don't tell anybody about. Mm -hmm. That's what we would call an infirmity. It's something inside of you. You could say it's depression. You you could say it's personality disorder. You could say you could. There's a laundry list of, of classifications that we could go down and say these are infirmities. And this is where it gets really deep because there are things that when you're you're contemplating within yourself, how do I get help for this? How do I get 
the help that I need. I don't even, I've been to the doctor or I've been to these, these, these people. I've talked to them and I can't get any help anywhere. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. Because on the most intimate and deepest level, he knows exactly how to pray and exactly what you need to hear in order to get you from where you're at to where you need to be. That's what's so amazing about the Holy Spirit. And, and, and I like when we start talking about infirmities and intercession and the way that, that he groans and the way that he does it, because it's completely different than the way that we would do it. It's completely different. And, and it's more than just coming down and being anointed with some oil and then walking out and leaving. It is at night when you're in bed. It's when you're crying. It's when you're upset. It's when you're frustrated. It's when you're, you are down. There he is picking up the pieces, interceding uh, with, with things that we, we can't even comprehend. I love the intimacy of that because nobody, nobody knows what you've been through. No, nobody knows what you've had to go through and who, what you've had to deal with. And, and you know, when some of you were defining with, with the characteristics of, of what the Holy Spirit has been to you, you're giving your own personal testimonies about things that you've come through when he was there. And there's, you know, for me personally, there's not an English, can't always put that in the English language. But I, 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 the, the intimacy is always the thing that stands out to me when I see infirmities. It's an intimate deal. You said he knows what you've been through. Mm -hmm. Well, he knows what you're going through. All right, it's good, yeah. He knows All right. what you're going through. Right. <laughs> now, I don't know how many here has been in that area. Because uh, like Tanner said, well, let me say, one time, one time, this has been years ago, I don't know if you call it a vision or dream or whatever, but anyway, it was very, very real. And I found myself inside, and I knew instantly where I was at. I was in a human heart. I was inside just taking a tour, you know, looking at the intricacies of everything and a physical heart I'm talking about. Well, you know, you wonder, what am I doing here, first of all? I mean, it, it's just beautiful. Just, you know, you could tell it was very healthy. It was vibrant. It was being what it was supposed to be. And I'm walking through here, and man, everything's just red and lush and just wonderful, you know. Well, I went around on the backside, and all of a sudden it was just on the other side of this wall was the most ugliest, black, icky, gooey. Instantly. See, things in the heart. Everything may look fine until it, this one goes to the deep crevices and the dark places. He that discerns the heart knows all about everything. Yeah in your heart in your life even the deepest things that are the ugliest and the most black and dark and and uh he's able because he's he can do that then there's this relay the holy spirit this relay between who can groan or whatever is necessary to get the attention of god to help us in our situations mm -hmm. and help us with those deep deep we could refer to them as secrets you said it, things nobody else knows. Yeah. And problems of the past. There is so many things people deal with. Mm -hmm. uh, heartaches, heartbreaks. Uh, I mean, just things you can't even imagine that people deal with. And those leave uh, marks. They leave scars. Yes. God sees all those scars. Amen. He, he knows about the life. When it says hard, he's talking about that part of us that's alive. And that, that's our whole being, really. And he knows every channel. He knows every corridor. He knows every little nook and cranny. He's so, and he sees it all. Yes. 
So that's the wonderful, unique thing. If we allow him to, he can basically bring us to a point of cleansing, purification, of, of, of getting over things, maybe deep, deep hurts in the past. I mean, some of these may have come from people. But he can bring us by conviction through the avenue of forgiveness that we come out better on the other side. Right, man. And there's a lot of things that's welled up in people's hearts. <laughs> then it goes on for years and years and years and years and years and, and until the Holy Spirit is allowed in to do the cleansing, then people are going to suffer with it, going to deal with it, yes. and it's going to affect them spiritually in a great big way. Mm. Yeah. I just That almost links up with the scripture that the Lord was leading me to. I don't have this one memorized, but this was the one that kind of, when I started speaking in tongues, it was this scripture when you preached on it and stuff but it's in uh, 1 Corinthians 2 I don't know if you're going there or not I don't mean to ahead. jump ahead of you but, uh, 1 Corinthians 2 9 probably go down to 16 I'll try to read it quick but as it is written Eve had not seen nor heard nor had it entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for those who love him but God has revealed them to us by his spirit for the spirit searches all things yes the deep things of God for what God knows the things of man except the spirit of man which is in him likewise no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God now we have received not the spirit of this world but the spirit which is of God so that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God these things these things also we proclaim, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but the, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Mm -hmm. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is not judged by anyone. For who is known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Good, very good. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. Uh, this is, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit's hundred percent God. I mean, so he's he has access to everything God is. And, and this again is a mystery. You know, the the Trinity is a mystery. Many people can't get it. How this connection, you know, works and everything. But it, it's it's constant contact between the three. Uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So there, we as believers have access to all of that. We've got access. First of all, we've got access to the Holy Spirit because it said he's for everybody that would believe. Yeah. And to receive. So we can talk about anointing. We can talk about baptism in the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, uh, which is, you know, there's a lot of argument in that whole area itself. But uh, what we've got to understand and, and basically rely on is he's the operative of the church. He, he is that one which uh, keeps us and who provides for us the resources that comes from heaven, but he administers them to us believers to minister with. So uh, the very first and effective way that he does it is dealing with us. Right. If you try to deal with other people and you ain't been dealt with yourself, you're not going to get very far. Uh, so here we are, this great discerner of the heart that's able to see everything and then know what you need and uh, bring it about in a prayer fashion 
Mm -hmm. uh, you know, remember Jesus praying when he was here? Well, he prayed, in, he, that preached about that, but he prayed in the garden before he was arrested and uh, prayed earnestly. And, uh, you know, the the uh, conversation Brother Tanner and I were having here a while back is that there's praying and then there's praying. Right. You know, you get down to Holy Spirit prayer, I'm going to tell you, things start happening. Uh, the little cosmetic things that people throw around in two minutes and they're done, uh, that don't get you very far. But when you right. start praying in the Holy Spirit and allow Him to take over mm -hmm. and start the groaning process or the other language things, mm -hmm. anybody here been, ever prayed in tongues and then you're wondering, what's He saying? Mm -hmm. I want to know what He's saying. He never told me what He's saying. I said, you know, it's, it's not important, per se. It's not, right. you know, what he's saying is what he needs to tell God about me or about whatever it is that I'm praying for. But it's a wonderful experience because when, when that kicks in and he just begins to pray for you. Now, it's going through you. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. Going through you, you're praying, but he's speaking. Woo. <laughs> Praise God. This, that's awesome. Supernatural ability, Elaine. I, it always boggles my mind how I can be speaking in tongues and thinking in my head at the same uh -huh. time. I'm like, how can I talk and think at the same time? And it's like, why? It's like that just blows my mind. And then sometimes I think he's kind of telling me what's going on, and other times I just, how can I still have a thought in my head while I'm saying words out of my mouth? Yeah. It's because it's not my words. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Somebody else got a comment. Go ahead. I got a story going along with what you were about wondering what the Holy Spirit's saying. Uh, my grandmother was in Jerusalem uh, back in the 80s uh, when the Gaza Strip and all that battle was going on and they were taking over the streets of Jerusalem and all kind of crazy time. But the, the military had come in that they wasn't the Jewish people. They were just, I don't remember what military people they were, but they were, wasn't supposed to be there. She was on the bus trying to get out of there because they was fixing to stop all traffic from leaving or coming in there so she was about to be trapped in Israel. The people boarded her bus. One of the men that was with her church group stood up and approached that soldier who had a machine gun and he began to just speak in tongues. And as he began to speak in tongues, he continued to walk towards the soldier with the gun. The soldiers all backed down and left. <laughs> and the some of the other people said, what did he say to them? And they was all like, we don't know what he said. That was the Holy Spirit speaking. But whatever it was that God spoke through that individual, the soldiers were, were fearful of it, and they walked away. And and at that point, they were they were actually executing Christians there. And they don't know if they were about to be executed or what, but the Holy Spirit stepped in because somebody was willing and bold enough to use it, and God spared their life. Yeah. I've heard of instances kind of like going the same way. Yeah. Amazing. And it also says in Ephesians to pray in the Spirit always with all kinds of prayer and supplication to that end. Be alert with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So, I mean, everybody that we're praying for, oh, sorry, it's Ephesians 6 18, I believe. But that we're supposed to, even in all prayers, that we're supposed to be lifting them up in the Spirit well and I'm like that challenges me because like every time do I pray do I always pray for them in the spirit every situation that I have I try to now 
the uh, wit, you know, you talk a lot about witnessing the co-workers and yeah. whoever you run on to. Yeah. That's a Holy Spirit empowerment. Uh, and the influence that you relay to these people you talk to and, and you know, your discussions you've had, some of them aren't real open to it. No. And others, but later they'll come around, they're the ones you go to when they need prayer, or prayer for their families. Uh, so, the, you know, the Holy Spirit influence is, is sometimes it's not like dynamite going off, it's just being there. Yeah. Right. Just being there, that presence. So it's great. Uh, time's running. I want to share one more scripture here. The Sacks is found in the book of Jude. And prior to this particular verse, Jude is talking about the the uh, mockers in the last days and talking about them, uh, they who separate and divide and are sensual having not the spirit but then immediately in verse 20 of Jude picks up and said but you beloved building up yourselves on your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost keep yourselves in the love of God looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. I think there's only one way you can do that. And that's with Holy Ghost assisted prayer. That's most holy prayer, most holy faith. Right. And I believe the church is in that stage. It's it's time the church be in full gear with the it's operating under the influence. And we've got to let the Holy Spirit influence us and, and be active in the the moving of the Spirit, the works of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. Uh Empowerment, yes, endowment of power, uh, which is interesting. In it's a whole thing in itself, but it's critical and it's crucial that we uh, really take up here and and allow the Holy Spirit to. I'll use the word refill, re-inhabit, take up His place again, revive. Revive, yes. Uh, not that He needs reviving, but we need reviving with Him. Reestablish. Yes. Re Reestablish. Yeah. Go ahead with that. What's that mean? Uh, Reestablishment of the church, its proper role, its proper function. Reestablishment of true Christianity. Reestablishment of the power of the Spirit. I think those things need to be reestablished. Um, those are those are some things that have gotten off kilter. You know, when the church has got out of step with the Holy Spirit. You know, in. Um, Pastor and I were talking about this. Uh, it was may have been last night. Um, you, know, you know, if the, the church is out of step with the Spirit, you know, it's it's the coming in here and having a great service. Well, what we would define as a great service, you know, we, we talk about having an outpouring of the Spirit. Well, it's not just a service. The having an outpouring of the Spirit in an hour to an hour and a half service is simply a byproduct of living for Him properly out here. And reestablishing ourselves to be led by the Spirit. And I think that's something that all Christians have to do is just come back to that place again where we're saying, I want to be led of the Spirit. Where do you want me? Where do you need me? What do you got me doing? What is it? And that puts us back in a place where we're being led again. And I'm not saying you're not led. I'm just simply saying that I, I'm talking about the church as a whole has got to come back to the place where we're letting the spirit lead and do the talking and we're following him 
not him following us trying to get us back in line again. Because I wonder, I wonder, you know, if we were to look at a, you know, a time readout, how much time does the Holy Spirit spend getting you just to line up, just to keep things moving in your life? Yeah. Aside from growth and everything else, I wonder how much time the Holy Spirit spends just trying to keep us in line. And I thought, man, he's wasted a lot of time on me. Because, you know, go off and you're messing around or doing things we're not supposed to, and then he's bringing us back again. The, the church has got to get reestablished in those things because we talk about having revival. We talk about seeing an outpouring of the Spirit. I don't, I, don't believe that's, I don't believe that's hard to achieve. I don't believe that's hard to achieve. I just believe the church has lost some of the basic fundamentals. It's got away from those things. And now that those things have lost, those things have, they have to be reestablished again. Get them reestablished. I think we're gonna we'll, we'll see some amazing things. I agree. Amen. Yeah. A couple more minutes. Go right ahead. We're gonna close up here. So. And even with the, one of the scriptures the Lord gave me for this year in Philippians one nineteen, where I know that through your prayer and through the support and supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will result, will result in my deliverance. And the King James it says salvation. And it's just through other people's prayer and the supply of the Holy yeah. Spirit. Paul knew he was gonna make it. He was in prison at this time, I think, writing these letters to, I think it was Philippians or whatever. I don't know how to pronounce it in the right way, but he was in prison, and he knew through the prayers of the people at that church and the supply of the Holy Spirit with him, he was going to get to his salvation or the deliverance that he needs. And, uh, and that's he was just being reassured by the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. And then after that, I said, I'll, I'll finish it. And accordingly, it is my earnest expectation and my hope that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. That he was that sure done. Yeah. That it's like, Christ yeah, is yeah. going to be magnified in me because of these things. Because you prayed for me, I got the Holy Ghost. Christ will be magnified in me. Whatever comes of me will come. It's mm -hmm. so just that ensured into it. Right? Right. Good. Got it back here? Be obedient, no matter how silly it seems, and by all means, if you ever tell yourself, pray for me, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I will relate this. Terry gave a message out Sunday morning, yeah. and I was talking to Stan afterwards, and I don't know how many remember, but it's talking about the healing and still your healer. Yeah. And then, somebody, well, I talked to Stan later that week, and he said Terry really felt like that. Met, or part of that message was for Judy, and she wasn't there. I said, "Oh yes, she was. She was home watching it on live stream, and she got it. Hallelujah! And that meant a lot to her because she took that word that was spoken here, mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, Amen. made it available, arranged it where she could receive. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's a mysterious area. So, uh, we just don't need to worry about." Like you said, how silly something might be, or how let the Holy Spirit influence us. Absolutely. Once you're obedient, then He'll use you more. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. use somebody because they're holier than the other person. Right. Mm. That person because they're willing. Yep. Yeah. And I'm shy, believe it or not. <laughs> I know people don't believe that, but I really am. I don't like to pray out loud unless I'm anointed. Huh. I don't like to talk unless I'm anointed. I'm pretty shy. I'm one on one. I can meet. I've never meet a stranger. But to get up and I preached, and it was, I was sick every time I got up there because I was a nervous wreck until the Holy Ghost came and the anointing sure. came and gave you that, that power and that boldness that he's talking about. But I don't care if he tells you to go over and 
one time he, he told me to reach down and touch somebody's hand and I didn't want to touch that person's hand. They were, they were really stiff persons too, real stiff, you know. And mm -hmm. I was thinking of all the people in here, why this person? But just touching that hand, the spirit moved. Mm -hmm. I mean, so if he tells you to do something, you need to do it. Mm -hmm. Because that's when you're gonna see the moving of the spirit in this church, is whenever you're obedient to the Lord. And you know, he just, I've always been pretty obedient to him. I mean, I trust me, I've, I've walked wilder than Lisa. I'm not saying I was the best child of the three. But I was obedient, kind of like David, you know. He wasn't so good, but he loved the Lord and he was obedient. God yeah. knew his heart. And so just be obedient to him. And when, that one time, I, whenever I give out a message, it's always been like this for me. It just comes out, usually it just goes and just starts coming out in English. And I don't know, I've never seen anybody else's like that. And I kind of would question myself sometimes like, why is mine doing like that? But that time that I gave it out here, there was a pause. And I felt like there was someone else that was supposed to interpret that message. It wasn't me. But then the Lord gave it to me. So somebody wasn't being obedient yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Sunday. Right. Yep, that happens too. It sure does. Yeah. I, I don't know, was somebody going? No, go. No. I, I was actually down there praising the worship, and I was like, Lord, am I going to have to do this one? And no, 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 you know, I'm like, okay. I was like, I'm just going to keep down here worshiping. And it's like, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. And I, I know it will come. Well, that's a good point, too, because sometimes we we don't want to insert ourselves yeah. when we're not supposed to. Yeah, because it may be you know, somebody you, else. You can he's throw not. a kink. I guarantee you, I've seen it. You can throw a monkey wrench in the gears real quick. Holy Spirit's sensitive, very sensitive. Yes. And by the way, I do have that message recorded on Spotify. So if anybody, I put it, I made sure to put that at the yeah, beginning sure. of the service. Ah. So if you want to go back and re-listen to it, it's on there. So okay. I forget which message it was. I'm sure I could figure it out. Okay, appreciate that. All right, folks. Yeah, somebody see what we're doing. Oh, they gonna sing? Gonna sing their song? Oh, oh, all right. Come on. I didn't know. I thought they'd backed out. Come on, girls. <laughs> we're gonna close up with this song out here. They they told me they'll tell me they're gonna sing, then they'll tell me they're not gonna sing. So. <laughs> Come on here. <laughs> All right, let's try to keep these microphones. Whoever's over here, use this one. We don't have to. Here you go, Ryan. Get right here. Get her on the end. Here you go. There you are. I'm going to get you on here. What's the name of this? Holy Water. Holy water. Mm. I think they're about ready to preach. They look like. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> bring it. Bring the fire out. Oh. Acapella. You know the words,
minute. <laughs> God is good. Amen. Amen. So, Hallelujah. Everybody go home, get a good night's rest, enjoy your week, and keep God on your hearts and minds. And focus on Him. Don't focus on this world out there. Don't focus on all the trouble that's going on. Focus on God. Put your trust and faith in Him. And God will take care of you. Amen. Amen. So, let's stand and we'll be dismissed now. Do you all remember my son Drew has a heart contest tomorrow? <clears throat> Whenever Stanley's been sick, his okay. name is Blake. Blake. All right. We'll pray for Blake and everybody else that needs a touch from God. Man. We'll do that right now. Lord God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this night. The fun we've had, Lord God, the, the honor that we've had to worship you here tonight. Lord God, we just give Blake to you. You are our healer, Lord God. And we ask you you right now to just reach down, touch him, heal him, deal with, help him deal with everything that he's going through, Lord God. Be with us as we go our way. Keep us safe, Lord God. Bring us all back at the appointed time. And just thank you for all your blessings in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Am